You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. Uh, I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is my buddy John Long. Hello. Together, we are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Radio, the Unwanted. <laughs> Messes up every Unwashed. week. Unwashed. The unacknowledged, the unofficial, and the unwanted voices of Southern Baptists across the nation. And we are here again. These episodes, they just keep on going, don't it's they? never going to stop, ever. <laughs> I really thought when I got into this, we would be done by now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, hey, we'll probably do it really good for... Maybe four or five months, mm-hmm. and then we'll both have a life that so we have to get back to. But uh, apparently, neither one of us have a life. So I also feel like we're just not hitting our stride. Well, you know? uh, according to the guy who called last week, fifty shows fifty through sixty was where we hit our stride. Oh yeah, you know. Well, so, just to bring us on down a little bit. <laughs> Let's shoot our self-confidence right before we start an episode. Yeah, just FYI, I feel like Nate's voicemails aren't as good as they used to be either. Yeah, no, his early ones were... His early voicemails was really where it was at. Yeah, Yeah. he's kind of (laughs) slipped. Definitely slipped. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, how was your week? It was a good week. Um, You know, just a normal nothing week. My wife started her new job. Nice. Which is cool, except that now where she works... The drug reps bring meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's been having like steak and shrimp for lunch and nice. all that kind of stuff. And I'm like going home eating a sandwich and drinking a glass of water. Right. Yeah. It's making me resent it a little bit, just to be frank. Uh, Isn't she off on weekends now? Or she's off like on weekends. So. We're both off uh, on weekends now. Well, it took 18 wor- years of marriage to get that. <laughs> what I'm worried about is, is this new job that she has going to have a positive effect on the podcast, <laughs> on the recording schedule? I think, yeah, if we want to <laughs> yes. record on the weekends, this is where it's going to Nice. the golden age for us. There you we know, go. We got to worry go. about her working some, mm-hmm. me keeping kids and all that. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a plus. I had an extremely busy week. Okay. And I got to say, this episode that we're recording right now, let me just go ahead and apologize to the listeners right now. I'm going to do my best, but <laughs> this was thrown together last minute. I didn't start looking for stories until, what, 15 minutes ago? Until yeah, we walked in. Yes. Yeah. Super busy week. But we did two shows last week. True. And we're not even counting the Patreon show that we're going to be recording later on. That's so, right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we should have saved that episode for the Patreon or that uh, interview for the Patreon episode. <laughs> I thought about doing that. Oh, but at the same time, it was, work. I was about to say it's too good. And I would hate for Steve to give us his time to yeah. call into the show True. and do an interview and then... What, right. 18 people listen? <laughs> so if you, if you don't know what we're talking about because you don't understand how podcasts 
or uploaded or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had an episode come out a couple days ago. Yesterday. That's right. And uh, of our interview with our king, Steve <laughs> Weeby, the true king of Kong. And he was the nicest dude I've ever talked to in my life. Yep. And was so gracious to give our little bitty podcast and a couple of rednecks from Alabama <laughs> yep. an hour of his time, basically, mm-hmm. to just tell us the whole, his whole story. And he likes the music of Rush, which I do too. So that and was kind of cool. And he's done a lot too. Oh, yeah. You know, just very did. accomplished guy. Right. He like was an engineer at Boeing and now he's a math teacher mm-hmm. and. Two-time world champion at Donkey Kong. Yeah, first person to ever score a million points in Donkey Kong. Music career. He's got a music career. Part-time movie star. Yeah, he's in movies. So, so yeah, go listen to that if you haven't yet. And uh, and I don't know how you can contact Steve, but contact him and be like, <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on Earth Audio. Well, I you can you- tweet at him. He is at Steve Weeby DK on okay. Twitter. So All right. I didn't know that. You can at reply him and just say, hey, thanks for going on my right. favorite podcast. I will not be following him. So <laughs> just a... Just nothing against Steve, but I don't. That's another clue people gotcha. can find me on Twitter. With. Well, our show follows him, so okay, all mm-hmm. right, good deal. He don't follow us back, but I don't fault him for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve seems like he's got a lot going on. He's not really worried about follow backs. Nah, he's worried. He wants that crown back, dude. That's right. He's gonna get it. He's streaming on Twitch. When he gets it, I'm gonna be the happiest <laughs> guy for him. Maybe he'll come back on again and be Glow. like, ha. I wish, I, he's not. He don't seem like the kind of guy that would gloat. But he's nice. Too great. Too nice. <laughs> but you know? I would try. Yeah, it's too nice. I do like uh, the movie. Makes it look like he just decided to start playing Donkey Kong. But in the interview, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I played it when I was." Yeah, in he college. had a. He said he had a cabinet in college. Yeah, and he, and he sold got a fuel screen and didn't even know mm-hmm. what it was and all that. So. He's he's been in the Donkey Kong game for a long time. Yes, he, he just didn't pick it up as a hobby and start setting world records like <laughs> the movie made it out to be. But that took nothing away from his accomplishments in my eyes. Right, so, of course. He's not a fraud like Billy Mitchell. <laughs> I'm saying, if Billy ever listens to this show, he's gonna sue us so hard. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, maybe that would be a good thing. <laughs> I think it probably would be. <laughs> yeah. He sued that YouTube guy. He did. Uh, he's apparently using it to his advantage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sue us, Steve. Uh, not Steve. Don't sue us, Steve. You won't do it. You're scared, yeah, Billy. <laughs> you won't. You won't do it. He'll do it. I'm gonna counter sue you for your hair. <laughs> Yeah. I'll make you shave yourself bald. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> seems like I was going to say something. <laughs> I probably should. This is a podcast after all. Nah. We got uh, we got some good stories this week. I do, at least. We got a uh, woman who pater- needs a paternity test to figure out who the father of her children are. And her, her kids, you mean? Yeah, her kids. <laughs> Gotcha. And a man who's charged. That was clever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a man. It'll make sense later. Yeah. <laughs> a man who's charged for throwing donuts at a police officer. So it's a couple of ones I've got. Well, over here on my end, we've got another poo jogger. Oh. Those are not rare. <laughs> we are, once again, the world's leader mm-hmm. in people pooping while they jog stories. And we're going to talk about... Japan's first ever ninja studies degree. Okay. I'm intrigued. But I wanted to start with this. Florida paramedic who stole supplies admits to drawing blood for an art project, deputies say. Okay. 
So what do you think about this? First of all, I love all our EMTs. Okay. <laughs> Don't think, get enough credit. I think they do a great job. But I also think there's a segment of EMTs that are like, I can't make it in nursing school and I can't fit into regular society. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to be an EMT. And those are the ones that bother me a little bit. Okay. I feel like this dude is probably in that category <laughs> if he's drawing blood for an art project. I tell you what, they got his uh they got his mugshot here. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that uh may may be a serial killer in the making. Based on looks alone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is fine. I like, judge people. He by looks, looks creepy, all the time. but at the same time you can see how women might find him attractive. <laughs> you know, he's got that He's got yeah. that look about him. You just described me, by the way, a little creepy, <laughs> but you can kind of see why women find me attractive. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, this comes from Polk County, Florida. A paramedic accused of stealing IV bags, needles, and syringes admitted to drawing people's blood for an art po- project okay. that his friend was doing. All right. I like to put air quotes around his friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you admit to that. You're not going to admit that it was for you. No, right. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, deputy said they received a call Friday morning from someone who was on the phone with a woman when 23-year-old Daniel Murphy ripped the phone from the woman's hand and then threw it against the wall. Okay. The woman said she and Murphy had been arguing about his alleged infidelity, so he left the residence, but then returned later and he threw the woman's phone while also lunging at her and grabbing her arm. Murphy left the house, but also called 911, so he called himself, and he claimed <laughs> that the woman had assaulted him hours earlier. There you go. Get in early. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, a, that's a boy. I mean, when there's an argument, yeah, they kind of, a lawyer will tell you it's a race to who's the first one to call the cops. Sure, Because right. typically the first one to call the cops is the one who's portrayed, who's right. viewed as the good guy. That's why I standard make a call to the cops once a week for mandatory. <laughs> She ain't going to get one up on me, all right? <laughs> Just want to log it in there. They're like, hey, John. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to log in the record. She was hollering at me earlier. I'm in fear for my life a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Deputies said they met up with Murphy and found that he was in possession of two prescription drugs, multiple IV lines, needles, saline bags, and syringes, which Murphy admitted to taking from his paramedic job, even though he knew that it was against policy. Yeah. Usually against policy is still from where you are. <laughs> yeah, even in Florida. Yeah. The victim was asked about those medical supplies and described an earlier incident in which she passed out after drinking too much and woke with an IV in her arm. Now, that's love right there. (laughs) And noticed evidence that blood had been drawn. Well, that's a little problematic. Me and you are both men. Yeah. But imagine you're on a date and you... For whatever reason, you you pass out on the couch. Maybe maybe you drink too much. Maybe you're just tired. Sure. But you wake up and there's an IV and your date has been drawing your blood. Well, here's the thing. If you get an IV put in and you don't wake up during the process, <laughs> then you're either too drunk or on drugs. Right. You know, I mean, there ain't or no got a little I'm, something, I'm something tired. else. Yeah, yeah, there may have been something in that drink. <laughs> right, yeah. Anyway, she also said that she had spoken with one of Murphy's former girlfriends, and that woman claimed that Murphy would often ask about drawing her blood. Okay, not mercenary <laughs> to have current girlfriend talking to a past girlfriend. Yes. You never want that to happen, ever. <laughs> but imagine you talk to former girlfriends like, oh, yeah, he's all the time yeah, just, asking if he can draw my blood. That's just pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does Murphy have to say to 
to signal, hey, you know what? You need to move on. <laughs> yeah, right. This is not going in a healthy direction. For any of you single ladies out there <laughs> yes. and single men, when your partner starts asking to draw your blood on a regular basis, uh-huh. probably time to just nod out. Okay, that's nice. I'm a bow out of the relationship. Right. It's not working out. It's not me. It's you. Yeah, we can still thing. be friends. We can't really be <laughs> friends. <laughs> no, no, definitely. I'll keep in touch. I love your family, all yes. that. Yeah. Uh, records show that Murphy denied the woman's claims, but he admitted to drawing people's blood for an art project for a friend. Okay. So, All hey, right. I didn't draw these girls' blood. I have drawn a little blood in the past. <laughs> I dabbled in it. It was for a friend's art project. <laughs> it's for art. You people don't love art. You uneducated rubes. <laughs> Any person in the position of public service must be held to a higher standard. Murphy's actions cast a bad shadow on the good, hard-working men and women of Polk County Fire Rescue who serve and save lives of the people of Polk County. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd said... Okay. Murphy was arrested on charges of domestic violence, battery, that petty theft, and possession of a prescription drug without a prescription. Uh, I'll get that. That's a hefty charge right there. So, this dude, though, I mean, look, I'm not a prophet. I'm not the son of a prophet. <laughs> and I volunteer for a nonprofit organization at times. <laughs> but this dude. He is. He's got some problems. He is going to have an investigation discovery movie made about him in the next decade. <laughs> well, you know, if your friend, quote unquote, friend, <laughs> is wanting blood for an art project, yeah, and you're down enough to draw somebody else's blood, just donate your own blood to it. Well, uh, okay, me and you were friends. Yeah. What would you say if I came to you and said, hey, John, you know what? I really need you to start drawing people's blood for this art project I'm trying to do. Absolutely not. (laughs) Draw your own blood. I'm anti-needles, by the way. (laughs) You know, like, I don't don't like needles. I'm afraid of needles, just to come out and say it. People make fun of me. Like, I go to get a shot at the doctor Mm -hmm. and the nurses make fun of me. But I'm like, I will pick up a snake right now if you bring one in here. Everybody's afraid of something, you know? Well, you know, there are snakes with uh, with needles in their I mouth. I know, I know. Are you I not know. afraid of those no, snakes? Not like I am a needles. Even though they got needles in yeah, their mouth. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't go around messing with pit vipers and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, for fun. I don't mess with any snake for fun, but I'm not afraid of snakes. Right. There's a video out there of me putting a snake in a box at work one day. It was in a co-worker's office. He just mm-hmm. somehow got in our building. So I mean I'm not I'm not afraid of snakes. Well, good for you, but it's or just, spiders. By the way, it doesn't make sense to me that you're afraid of needles. But a snake is basically a sentient needle that can just come after you and attack you. Well, well first of all, snakes in general aren't trying to attack you at all. Well, neither are regular old needles. If somebody walks in the room with a needle and you're at the doctor's office, you're getting a shot. You can't talk your way out of it. It's well, ridiculous that you can't talk your way out of it. Can you not? No. Well, I mean, you all you got to do is treatment. say say no. Right. Sure. Right? Uh, that's a solid point. I can see that. I've told snakes no many times and, and they don't listen. But what I'm saying is, is it's absurd to me that yeah. I have to get a shot for something in the year 2020 when, like, we've been to the moon, allegedly. We've done all kind of <laughs> things. 
Like, have we not figured out a better way to deliver medicine right. without you having to ram something into my hip? Because mm-hmm. I won't get them in the arm. Never. Uh-uh. Ever? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Man, I'd rather get them in the arm than the hip. Uh-uh. No, if you give me a shot, you're going to look at my butt. That's a trade-off. <laughs> okay? That's just a trade-off. <laughs> Plus, I can't see it then. You know? Right. And I can, like, grip onto the table real good. With you can't just look the other way. Absolutely not. I can't. <laughs> Okay. I'm I'm afraid of needles. You can talk to my mom. I've been afraid of needles my whole life. Well, like everyone's afraid of something. It's so. the only thing I'm afraid of, literally. I'll cr- I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not afraid of anything that normal people are afraid of. Mm-hmm. I'm just needles. I don't like them. What about the dentist? I'm not afraid of the dentist. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Now, All right. When the dentist starts giving me shots in the mouth, <laughs> <laughs> that's a wild thing, you know. Right. But- also, my teeth aren't that great, so I figure any punishment I get at the dentist is due to my own, mm-hmm. you know, neglect. And it's like, hey, you get what you deserve. Right. And, you know, the fact that you haven't been the dentist in a year is probably mm-hmm. a problem. So now he's got to give you a shot in your gum and fill in your feelings because you're a fatty and you eat candy all day long, <laughs> you know? And that's just something that's like, well, this is what I get for being an idiot. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't like needles. I don't, I don't pick up a snake, though. And you can control a snake mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing. Like you're not, as long as you're not just stumbling up on one, it's easy to pick up a snake. But we can both agree that neither one of us like paramedics who right. drug their dates That's exactly and then draw right. their blood that for air quotes yeah. a art project. Right. For a friend. Who's this dude's friend, by the way? Is it Dracula? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but listen, to this I love my wife. I've loved my wife since our very first date. I've always knew that she was the woman for me. Mm-hmm. If I drink too much one night and I wake up with an IV in my own bed that she's put in me, that's it. It's our relationship's <laughs> over with. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Even if she's like, "Well, you were dehydrated, and I wanted to make you not have a hangover or whatever." I'm and like, I'm no. a nurse, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've done IV. I've done a million IV. Or whatever in my life. I'm like, nope, nope, we're done. We're done, and I'm trying to get the kids in the divorce, all right? You're so you'll have to pay child support. Yeah. You know, when Hudson was having his very first heart surgery, they were like, well, you know, it's, it's normally it's good policy for the family to give blood in case we have to do a blood transfusion. I was like, nope. No. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. And they were like, they were like looking at me like I was like a creep or something. I was like, look, man, y'all ain't fooling me. I know y'all got blood back there. You know, I was like, this is a hospital. Y'all just trying to get a little bit more out of us right now while we're vulnerable. And I'm not signing up for that. And then this lady kept bugging me about it. So I was just made up that I had uh, hepatitis. I was like, I can't get blood. I got hepatitis. So she quit talking to me about it. And she was like, she was so appalled. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I was pressing you for this. And, and John's like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, I can't believe you made me reveal this in front of my whole family. My mom and dad are right over there. You know? <laughs> but I just, I couldn't do it. I'm giving blood once in my life. I passed out. And I was like, never again. Did my service. You know? Oh, golly. So, to any of you people out there, if you're like, man, I need a blood transfusion, John's going to help me out. You're out of luck. You're going to die. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just sorry. You're going to die. I would and just, I would expect the same out of you. Don't give me any blood back. I would just like to remind the audience that John, on multiple occasions, has stated he's the worst person ever. I am. I'm a horrible person. Man, this is just... <laughs> but I don't expect anybody to give me blood back. Like, yeah. if I'm dying, mm-hmm. I just tell the doctors, like, hey, this guy, he's giving blood once. you got one quart to give him. 
to even it out. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. So if one day, let's just say you do wake up in the hospital and Hudson has saved your life yeah. because he gave you blood transfusion, right. are you going to look over at Hudson and say, hey, don't think this means I owe you? <laughs> well, first of all, I'd be like, I love you, son. Thank you. This is a great repayment for all the times I wiped your butt before you could. You're like, we're even now on that regard. Right. Now, we still got all the groceries I've bought you and power bills I paid for any other time where I may be sick. Yeah, I don't know. I'm an organ donor, too, though, just so everybody knows. But you're dead. I'm, but I'm dead when that happens. Now, gotcha. one of y'all call me up like, hey, we need a kidney while I'm alive. I don't know that I'd do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to negotiate a good rate for that. <laughs> right. right? Okay, because I got an extra kidney. You know, I'm not an organ donor. You're not? No. Ooh, you're a horrible person. I know that makes sense. I know. And, and here's the thing. Like, I want to can't your wife. She can, like, sign off on that, right? Oh, like, yeah, if I, I die. Yeah, right. I just don't want someone taking my organs before I'm I'm not dead. <laughs> because, hey, you know what? Nick Saban needs a, a liver. <laughs> and we got this fat dude over here that was just in a car accident. He's barely hanging on anyway. He's anyways. barely hanging on anyway. We're going to get his liver and get and save, <laughs> save Alabama's upcoming football season. <laughs> You'd be a hero in my mind. <laughs> I want my wife to be able to say, yeah, you can go ahead and take yeah, his kidney because it. he's dead. Right, yeah. He's dead as dead can be. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll give my, if I'm dead, y'all can do whatever y'all want I read to. A, uh, man, I read a news article one time. It, and you know what? Maybe it wasn't even real. I don't know. But I read a news article about some hospitals, I think in Salt Lake City, that had been accused of taking organs before people were dead okay. to save other yeah, people. Right, yeah. And I that, could see how that could happen. And at that point, I was like, you know what? Next time I went to get my driver's license updated, I was like, nope. <laughs> Take that off. I'm not an organ donor no Did more. the lady behind the thing look at you like, oh my goodness. Well, I know? told her about that news article okay. I read. I was like, you people... Y'all take people's organs before they're dead. So you're just going to have to square that with my wife. That's right. When I'm confirmed dead. And hope we don't, you know, like get in a car accident where we're both incapacitated at the same time. <laughs> yes. And if that's the case, I'm just not giving anything to anybody. Uh, you maybe reconsider my stance. I'll say that much. And you know what? I'll say this too. If you're, uh, I feel like if you're someone that's got money, you oh, can yeah. get around. Yeah, you can get it. I know you can. <laughs> you can get around yeah. those lists. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they're going to the problem. If line. someone powerful and rich enough wanted my organs, right. they can probably get my organs. If Bill Gates wanted my liver right now, <laughs> nothing wrong with me. He could get it. Let's just be honest. That's how the, the world works. He's already trying to put chips in everybody with his COVID vaccine. Yeah. According to my Facebook, <laughs> he's, he's the new Antichrist. I get confused on who the Antichrist was. I thought it was Obama for a <laughs> Long time for a while. Now it's Bill Gates. Yeah. You know, Soros has been thrown out a lot too. <laughs> yes. like, can we can we narrow down who the Antichrist <laughs> is? People, I just need I need a one definite guy. I need right. to know not to follow. Yeah. Okay, so that's all. Plead to all my Facebook <laughs> friends. My personal opinion is that it was Nero. But okay. hey, what do I know? Okay, that's uh. That's not a bad. Well, I don't want to get into a whole like Bible history. <laughs> There's some compelling class, arguments right. yeah. that uh, it was Nero. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's move on to let's something. Let's move on before we more. get into some kind of theological debate. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, how do you like your pizza? Pineapple's no <laughs> pineapple good. free. No <laughs> right. pineapple. Pineapple's That's are how no I good. Want my pizza. Tiny and I have never said a more controversial <laughs> statement on this podcast that. Yes. Except that other than pineapples are not good on pizza. Well, let me read this story and, to you. And, and listen, just before we get into this, if anyone wants to punish themselves, then I, I've tried to help. Yeah. But if you're just determined right. to put that trash pizza in your stomach, <laughs> right. 
and punish yourself that way, then I guess go ahead. I love the people that are like, oh, well, I have just such a sophisticated palate. I'm like, you're eating pizza with fruit on it. Don't act like you're doing anything crazy. Yes. You know, like you're not on a Gordon Ramsay show or something. And you know what? While we're at it, I've got vegetables on my pizza. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so you can just take your fruit and get out of here. Well, uh, this is another Florida story. An 80-pound iguana was found at frozen in a South Florida pizza freezer, pizza mm-hmm. restaurant's freezer. Don't store dead iguanas in your restaurant, especially <laughs> if they're of the 80-pound variety. Now, I would try iguana on my pizza, would you? Before pineapple. Absolutely before <laughs> pineapple. Well, to be fair, I've tried, I've had pineapple on pizza. That's why I can yeah, say right. it's not good. I love how they try to like dress it up like, oh, it's Hawaiian pizza. You know, like you're eating something <laughs> the from The dude an that exotic, invented it tropical. wasn't even yeah, he's Hawaiian. Like Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not tricking me like I'm on an exotic tropical beach eating this pizza. <laughs> they should call that Hoosier pizza. <laughs> One West Palm Beach pizza joint learned this lesson. After a visit from state inspectors, although the massive reptile would prove to be the least of their worries, Pizza Mambo, which is located on 7402 South Dixie Highway, problematic name. (laughs) Oh, goodness They should just drop the name and call it the highway. That's right. Uh, Was temporarily closed down for a day on June 18th after inspection from the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation uncovered a litany of violations, including an iguana about 80 pounds being stored in the chest freezer per the report. The natural follow-up question, of course, is why was an 80-pound iguana being kept in a restaurant freezer? While the store owner couldn't be reached for comment, a Pizza Mambo employee told the South Florida Sun Sentinel the iguana was given to the owner as a personal gift for later consumption, and the iguana was then stored in a separate mini-freezer away from the restaurant's food, and it was immediately thrown away after the owner was informed of the violation, according to the employee. employee. Hmm. So iguanas have run rapid in South Florida for a long time. And they're considered a delicacy by some. Have you ever had iguana? No, but I would give it a shot. Oh, yeah. I would try it. Yeah. I've heard it's, well, people say chicken, everything tastes like chicken. (laughs) But I have heard that it tastes like chicken. I've had gator. I know gator's good. Yeah, gator's real good. So, yeah, I would give it a shot. You ever had snake? Rattlesnake? No, but I have heard it's good. good. I have heard it. Pretty good. You weren't afraid to pick them up? You'd find out. (laughs) Um, It's considered a delicacy by some, including one company that offers iguana sausages and iguana burgers. Uh, while iguana pizza isn't on the menu, Pizza Mambo had plenty of other dis- issues to deal with. According to the state violation or inspection report, the restaurant was dinged with 27 violations, including 10 high priority offenses. Wow. They That's had over, 27 more health violations than my wife is willing to accept when she picks a place to she eat. She dines out. <laughs> yes. Uh, have I got some news for Tara? <laughs> uh, among some of the worst were. Uh, there were over 20 rodent droppings under a dry storage shelf and numerous dead roaches throughout the facility. Uh, one roach was found on a paper towel dispenser next to the sink. Hmm. Um, do you not Do you not clean up when the health inspector says he's coming? Well, the health inspector doesn't tell you when he's coming. I thought he told you, like, the month. Well, like, here's how it works in Tuscaloosa okay. County. They come four times a year. Mm-hmm. So... You know, you can usually mark it on your calendar roughly. Yeah, like, hey, if he came in January, he's going to be coming in May. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that much. But so this month, we're going to just try yeah, to. Hey, guys, everybody, we're, be. We're going to pick up all the dead cockroaches on the floor. 
the crazy thing about at least the health department here is they I feel like this is how I always felt at work that he would walk in and in his mind he'd go, Okay, this looks like a ninety five. Mm-hmm. And then he would find stuff to count off that was down to ninety five. If he came in and it was like super dirty, he'd be like, Oh, this seems like an eighty eight. And then he would find stuff to count off the eighty eight. Cause some stuff he would count off one time and then I would never fix it. And the next time he'd come back, he wouldn't say anything about it. Hmm. You know? So really you just need to have the place Looking nice. Yeah, you just want to have a... I mean, it, you, course, get, you don't want dead roaches right. or any of that. But, like, one time he counted off because we had a five-gallon bucket of sugar that we would pour sugar into mm-hmm. and dip out of that to sweeten our tea. And he counted off one time five points because it wasn't labeled sugar. And he said it could be confused with salt. And if somebody has, like, blood pressure issues and we salt the tea instead of sweeten it it could cause a problem so i was like but we don't have bulk salt the only salt we have yeah. are in these little individual packets for customers well it has to be labeled it's five points gotcha. you know and i'm like dude this seems ridiculous <laughs> yeah so i went and got a sharpie marker just wrote sugar on the bucket and that was fine uh-huh. but i mean it was it was because he needed to find five points to take off for me right and that's what he found ridiculous gotcha yeah but Having worked in several restaurants. Now, I will say, Roller Poly, for the most part, we did a pretty good job of keeping things clean, even before I owned it and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't super nasty or anything. I never saw anybody mess with anybody's food or do anything outside of one time. A guy was on a date with his girlfriend, and I put a lot of onions on his sandwich because he's being <laughs> mean to me up front. But I mean, never like. But that still wasn't gross. Yeah. Some right. people like onions. Yeah. Yeah. But he came back one another sandwich. So, <laughs> he did. Yeah. But uh never saw anybody like spitting anybody's food or dropping anybody's food on the ground and put it back on. Never saw that ever. And that's Scout's honor. I would I would swear on a Bible if someone right. asked me that. But sometimes the health department would come in and we'd get like an eighty six, which is like right above the we're gonna shut you down line and you're like and he counted all for stupid stuff. Like, oh well, you got a four oh nine bottle sitting on this table Did over he have here. a fight with his girlfriend before we walked in there? No. I mean, it's just that's just what he that's just how he would do it. Hmm. It's kind of weird. But I always figured it was much better for me to try to be friends with him than get mad when he would mark off for something stupid. So, right. And I think that helped me out in the long run. Because if you're going to fight him. Did you ever bribe like, him with free food? No, I never tried to bribe him at all. I okay. found out he was a Dolphins fan, though. Like a Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. fan. So every time he came in, I was like, man, well, I had the Dolphins sign this guy. You know, I'd always kept up right. with the Dolphins news so I could talk to him while we were walking around and he was doing his inspection to distract In him. my head, I, for some reason, I always feel like if you're a health inspector, you get, like, bribes. I was just what I figured, free too. free food and stuff. Yeah. But I bet you some places, he's like, I don't I don't want your food, you know? I never mm-hmm. I eat here, you nasty restaurant. But I just wasn't going to try that. I was going to keep my place as clean as I could and... He came in in the middle of lunch like he wanted to do sometimes, and there was paper on the ground and, you know, like lettuce up underneath the cooler that got knocked up under there accidentally when somebody dropped it, and he got mad about it, Then that was just a fact of life. Right. I never had any iguana store, <laughs> ever. Sadly. <laughs> I would I would take an 80-pound iguana if somebody wants to give me one, a dead one. I don't want to care. <laughs> right. I don't want to care for an iguana. I got enough animals at my house. All right. Well, John, on to our next story here. Japan awards its first ever ninja studies degree. Okay. Is that that's like women's studies for ninjas, right? <laughs> Maybe. Are you thinking Japan they're gonna be like, oh, that's what you get for getting a useless ninja studies degree? <laughs> Can and you then, find and a then, job 
<laughs> and then just with a snap of the fingers, that person who was making fun of him is dead. That's right. Like yeah. he, his, he's, he's holding his smoke and then the guy's dead. <laughs> he's holding his head <laughs> in his hands. You know, you're dead now. Right. <laughs> anyway, a master's student combines historical research with farming and martial arts. Okay. That sounds like a well-rounded individual there. Farming and martial arts. A Japanese university has awarded its first ever degree in ninja studies. Master's student, I'm going to do my best here. Come on. Genchi Mitsuhashi, 45, spent two years examining historical documents on the true nature of the stealth fighters while perfecting his martial arts skills. He also bought a wooden two-story house in Iga province, and birthplace of the ninja, and he cultivated rice and vegetables on the land. I read that ninjas worked as farmers in the morning, and then they trained in martial arts in the afternoon. With this combination, I thought I could learn about the real ninja. Mr. Mitsuhashi was one of three students to enroll in the master's degree at May University's International Ninja Research Center in spring of 2018. Oh, wow. Sounds official. Yeah, it does. You know? It does. It sounds like one of those ads you would read in the back of your comic books that <laughs> <laughs> you, like, send off. I was say, Alabama used to have, and I assume it still does, a thing called New College where you could kind of write your own degree. Okay. You know, and if you wanted to be a ninja studies, have a ninja studies degree, you could write that degree. And as long as it got proved, that's huh. what your degree would be. Wow. I think it was, like, under a general, like, you know, human studies type degree. Gotcha. But, yeah. Well, anyway, this dude, he attended graduate school three times a week, and he wrote a thesis on how ninja managed mountain forest in Iga between the 17th and 19th centuries. After completing his course in March, Mr. Mitsuhashi moved on to the to a Ph.D. program in hopes to connect visitors to the area with the local community. It's been a fulfilling two years because I lived in a mountainous farming village to study ninja and pursued my research in my own way. Uh, his professor, Yuji Yamada, described him as a real role model for graduate students who study ninja. So that, I guess that's yeah. like five people. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> because of the way he blended in with the local community. However, Professor Yamada also warned any prospective students that the course was aimed at learning about the ninja, not to become one. Oh. Well, that ruins everything, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Professor I'd, Yamada. I'd already see, started thinking, like, if we did do this <laughs> at Alabama, it'd be like, okay, kids, our first trip's to the flea market to get butterfly knives and, <laughs> and throwing stars. And, and, and nunchucks. And nunchucks and all that. Yeah. Tanny Hill trade That's days. Right, got trade days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if, we, if we get there early, maybe we can get some that don't have any Confederate flags say, on them. The only, only requirement class is you can't buy anything with a Confederate flag <laughs> yes. on it. No Confederate flag throwing stars <laughs> and anyway the article finishes up ninjas are believed to have originated in the early 14th century when feudal lords hired mercenary spies to infiltrate castles to obtain information but i tell you what how would you know we, we talked about this a little bit before the show started recording you've hired people you fired people yeah what happens if a application, job application comes across your desk and then they have a doctorate in ninjutsu? <laughs> but like I say, it depends on what a position they're applying for. Right. It's like a security type position. <laughs> You're hired. Yeah. Like straight up. I'm hiring you. I was just you know? thinking, yeah. oh, what if you were hiring for the Secret Service and then this <laughs> yes. dude hands in a, I've got a doctorate in ninjutsu. <laughs> That'd be pretty amazing. 
Yeah. Man, like, really, really? Well, disappear in a poof of smoke right now. <laughs> That'd be me. Where's those funny shoes where it's got your toes, you know, on one side? I want to see you run up that wall and then stick to the ceiling. I see, and I feel like, you know, ninjas, they really blew up in the 80s. Yes. You know, ninja culture. And it's kind of, they've kind of petered out once, like, the Wu-Tang Clan went away, you know, broke up. Yeah. So, I'd like to see ninjas make a comeback. I think they will. You think uh, so? You know, Ninja Turtles, they were, they've never quite recaptured the heights that they had in popular culture right, in the 80s. All, but don't try to equate Ninja Turtles like real ninjas, okay? Dude, okay, all right. they're cartoons. They're not out. real ninjas. I don't want to get you and the nerd army fired up. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja turtles. turtles did a lot for ninjas in the 80s, <laughs> no, man. Yes, no. they did. We're talking, talking about movies like American Ninja in Paris and all of that. Never you seen know? it. You've never seen it? No. Oh, man. It's a great movie. But I've seen three ninjas kick back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just think. I watch like, surf ninjas. <laughs> my, my children have never asked me for a throwing star. Right. You know, they don't even have any, you know, when I was a kid, they were, that was the coolest thing you could have. You know? <laughs> I was like, I had a collection of yeah, right. ninja throwing stars. We'd like go out throwing at pine trees and stuff, <laughs> try to stick them in it. You know? Yeah. Every once in a while, one of us would get hit with one, but most of the time they were too dull to do anything. Remember, you could get that little uh, magazine. Yeah. Art of the Ninja. Yes. With like pictures and everything. I just would like to see ninjas make a comeback. <laughs> yes. I feel like they haven't. They're, they're kind of getting pushed aside. So maybe this dude's going to help it. Uh, I'm trying to think of any... The only ninja I can think of as of late, I remember uh, the Batman Begins movies, he went to a ninja school in the first one. I don't know. That's how he learned to become Batman. Never seen it. Batman Begins, never yeah. seen it? Only Batman I've ever seen is the original Batman, and I watched it in French, in French class. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say original Batman, are you talking about from the 60s? No, Michael Keaton. Adam West. <laughs> no, with Michael Keaton. Now, I okay. watched Adam West at my grandma's growing <laughs> yeah. up, because that was, yeah. you know, one of the few... Although it wasn't really a kid's program that she'd let us watch. We watched Matlock, Batman, <laughs> and Murder, She Wrote, and that was it. Yeah. Okay? They only had three channels. Holy Fifth Amendment, Batman. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Rich Jones special right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know if Rich is listening to this, but I never get tired of his post in the group when he's like, Holy pineapple on pizza, Tiny. <laughs> Okay, well, let's move on. What's your favorite daytime TV show? Oh, man, I don't watch. I, if it's not streaming, I'm probably not watching oh, you're it. You're not a Maury Povich fan? <laughs> I'm familiar, but oh, I've Maury's I, where I it's watched at. it in forever. I, I'm never at home to watch it either. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if Maury still comes on, but I hope it comes on still. Because this story out of Odessa, Florida is amazing. A woman has filed a lawsuit seeking either a paternity test on her goats, her kids, <laughs> or a refund, and she's not kidding. <laughs> Chris Hedstrom filed a suit against her neighbor, Heather Daynar, last month seeking DNA for the goat she purchased. Hedstrom paid Daynar $900 for five Nigerian dwarf goats in December. I didn't know goats were that much. I didn't either, but... I'm not big. I don't know a whole lot of goats. Trivia, so I don't know. But when you get into barnyard animals, I mean, a lot of times there's all sorts of different breeds and, sure. and all this stuff. So I would imagine you could probably spend as much as you want to, depending on if it's a Nigerian dwarf goat or, well, or just a regular old I say, I don't, goat. I don't know what a, a Nigerian dwarf goat goes for. <laughs> they used to call them midget goats, but that changed the name, okay? <laughs> yeah. 
I did some research. According to the lawsuit, Hedstrom believed the goats, Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, huge with the nerd community, and Margot. <laughs> Margot. Okay, that's the only acceptable goat name you've read so far. <laughs> could be registered with the American Dairy Goat Association. Had no idea that existed. <laughs> <laughs> A group that records goat predi- predi- pedigrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is basically the AKC for goats. Gotcha. Registered goats have higher values than unregistered goats. Dyer, who has been selling goats at Baxter Lane Farm for about 10 years, typically provides information to her clients so they can register their animals themselves. She said the father goat was registered, but reports say that the American Dairy Goat Association rejected Hedstrom's application to register the babies because Danar is not an active member. So providing paternity would require about 40 of the father's goat's hair follicles for a DNA test. And uh, so Hedstrom wrote Daner a letter requesting the DNA in February, and Daner offered to refund the money in exchange for the goats. Sounds like Daner's got like a little racket going here, right? <laughs> yeah. She said Hedstrom called police on her for three months straight and has trespassed on her farm. She's mad about them goats, but I would be too if I was out $900. Uh, Hillsbury County Sheriff's deputy visited the property at least three times in the spring. Um, Daner said she didn't hear anything else from Hedstrom until the lawsuit was fired. Now, let me go on record that I'm very disappointed this is not a human goat baby story, you know, <laughs> as I originally thought when I read the headline. Right. But still intriguing. Somebody's got a goat racket going. And that just makes me think, maybe I should get in the goat racket business. How hard can it be? I can breed goats. You bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kudos to, uh, what's this website, clickorlando.com, for an excellent clickbait headline. And coming out of Florida, you expect a woman who has slept with a goat to want a DNA <laughs> test. You know? So. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, Mr. Tumnus from Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know how it would work, you know, with him. Isn't that the, like, <laughs> half man, half goat guy? Yeah, he said he was a fawn, but a fawn is a baby deer, so right. I don't know what was going through C.S. Lewis's head. He was writing that. I don't know either. Maybe I went in a weird direction. I was just thinking if he was going to get with a lady in Florida, how it would work. Like you know? Pan? Yeah. I guess you play that little flute. I guess so. I don't know. You play a little flute for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Well, before this uh, before this conversation devolves any yeah, further. Just, I've already sat back. I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> we got another poo jogger. Okay. All right. Man traps... Uh, the alleged poo jocker behind his shop. A video showed that... Uh, oh, we're just going to get into the article. Okay. Here we go. A poo jogger has been caught in the act when he was captured on CCTV out the back of another man's shop, and then he was forced to clean up his own mess. Good. So score one for the business Rub his nose here. in it. Yes. That's what you got to do. <laughs> a video mounted on a wall outside the back of a shop shows a gray... It says rubbish skip, but it's a dumpster. I don't know yeah, this Australia, where this think, happened. Right, yeah, yeah, but th- this is a dumpster behind a shop and then a small gap between it and the brick wall. So Jogger goes back there, squeeze one out, drops his drawers, has no idea that there's a, a TV of security monitor watching him. <laughs> this was posted on at Wiz Happening under the take 
caught a belter and forced to carry it with him. The video shows the man hide between the dumpster and the wall. And then as he's sitting there trying to do his thing, the back door swings open (laughs) and traps him in that little area. Perfect. So he can't go nowhere. When he sees, when when the guy comes out of the door and he sees that there's a man back there, he yells at him and tells him to clean up his business. The offender is forced to use his bare hands nice. to clean up the poo. Dude, oh, that's disgusting! And then he carried it off with him across the road. Good. <laughs> so, Good. That's the end of the article, but that article told us everything we need to know. That's right. Didn't have to have a lot of words. Exactly. You know... I just like to say to all you jogging people, this is why I don't jog. Because I don't want to end up having to poop in the street somewhere. Like, you guys are weird. How how bad do you have to go that you can't go to a restroom? I feel like, you know, the act of running, you're doing a lot of bouncing, mm-hmm. gravity and all that. And maybe somewhere along the way, you're like, I, I got to go. But could you not, like, go before you go jogging? That's what I was thinking. Or if you do have to go... I know that depending on where you're living, there are some businesses that are maybe kind of yeah, ixnay on the public toilet, A. Sure. But typically, at least when I was a kid, I remember me and my dad, we'd go bike riding. And if we had to go, it usually wasn't that hard to find a, pool, a public restroom somewhere. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Just go in the woods, right? That's <laughs> yeah. what I would do. Yeah. Not somebody's driveway. Yeah, right. Not or behind, behind the dude's shop. Yeah, behind the shop. <laughs> I'll just go in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. I don't get all the public pooping people. You guys need to be ostracized from society. <laughs> right. You know, like if you, you get one chance mm-hmm. and if you poop in public, then we're done with you. Yeah. You, you got to go to the poop island or whatever and live. <laughs> and we say this despite 10 years from now, this statement being extremely problematic. <laughs> True. <laughs> we're not yeah. accepting of public poopers. Yes. Yeah, I know. If you're living in the future, if you're living your truth and pooping in public, I want to get canceled. So I'm only saying this in the frame of reference for today. In, which, in the day and age yeah, of 2020. Which pooping in public is frowned upon. World, you know, pretty much worldwide, right. I would imagine. I don't know everywhere, but at least where I live is frowned upon. Yeah. But at some point in time, if you're living your truth, then so be it. So... Been a lot of uh, police haven't had a good couple of months. Let's just admit it, right? Okay, I'm going to take your silence. I'm, I'm sorry. I was. I got an email. Say that when we start over. Say that one more time. <laughs> take your silence as agreement. <laughs> Say that uh, one more time. You just gave me the entire rights to Earth Oddity. Thank you, Tiny. Uh, I knew this would happen eventually. <laughs> I had no idea it would happen two years in. Um. I said, police have had a rough couple of months, right? Yeah, they have. Yeah. And people have been very mean to them. Well, a man. And, and in all fairness, there have been some cops that have been very mean back. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah. No, no, definitely. A man has been charged after throwing donuts at a police officer. A Wisconsin man who threw donuts at a police officer has been arrested for a DWI and has officially been charged. Joshua. Hamry, who is 22, is only facing a charge for DWI. When I tried to stop the vehicle, the driver held out a bag of black chocolate donuts, dumping several out, hitting my patrol car, a Missouri State Highway Patrol trooper wrote in a probable cause statement. I contacted the driver as he threw his keys out of the window. 
According to probable cause statement, Harambe, Harambe, Hamre. <laughs> Just want to say, I saw this online. Everything in the world started going bad when we killed Harambe. You know, yes. I mean, we've been on a downhill slope since then. He was holding us together. We should have just let that kid die. Yeah, right. Sometimes you got to let a kid go. You know, I want to know what you know. Like in ten years, what that kid's doing with his life. Like he better be doing something good. Like I don't. You don't need to be in and out of jail or like causing trouble or whatever. You better be something good because we killed a gorilla for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. For all we know, that kid could go on to cure cancer or something. He better. (laughs) He better. He better not be like just getting by, living in his mama's basement, smoking weed, playing video games. Right. He's got to be something good. Well, what if he sets a record in one of those video games? What if he becomes like a super awesome streamer or something? No. That's not enough. That's not enough for Harambe. All right. So... Um, he was intoxicated. Hamray was intoxicated on some kind of drug. Hamray's bond has been set for $2,500 uh, with the condition that he will not consume alcohol while on bail. That's great. I bet you he's going to keep that. <laughs> uh, a man who followed the ambulance transport. Oh, whoa. This is a whole nother story. It just bled into Oh, wow. So that's it. The dude was just throwing donuts at the officer's car. Chocolate covered donuts, by the way. Is Sounds that, like there was those little bite ones that come in the bag, you know? Is that problematic? I would think so. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely problematic. But, um, I mean, you know, like we've talked about cops. We, we've we had, they've had a rough time, but some of those they've brought on themselves. Um, in my experience, though, you need to be nice to the cops <laughs> as much yes. as possible. Don't go throwing donuts at them. I'm surprised they didn't shoot it. You know, <laughs> well, it's, it's like my life was in danger, sir. Did the article say if the donut thrower was what what ethnic group he was from? No, he's a white guy. For oh, sure. well, there you go. Yeah, no, there yeah. you go. <laughs> but I would just imagine like the cop like shoots this kid, and they're like, "Why did you shoot?" He's like, "Well, my life is in danger." Like he's throwing donuts at you. He's like, "Well, I'm diabetic." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was scared. I had to take him out. I had to take the threat out. Uh, well, white privilege. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. All he got was a DWI. Let you get away with throwing donuts at police officers. He's on probation. They're like, don't. Okay, don't consume any alcohol while you're on probation. Wink, wink. You know, like, what are you going to do if he's at home drinking beer? Nothing. You know, when he shows up on his probation checks, he's got to be sober and all that. But that's about it. You know what? I like to throw police officers. What's that? Cajun girl buy you burning spikes. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll let you out of a ticket That's regardless right. of your ethnic backgrounds. <laughs> well, we want to thank Cajun Curl for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, iguana especially, <laughs> and anything else you can think of putting it on. Mm-hmm. Now, Lindsay Jones, shout out to Lindsay Jones, who works for me and is a, just an all-around amazing human being, sent me a text out of the blue yesterday, said they cooked some hamburgers and put Cajun Curl on. Uh-oh, there you and, go. And they had a birthday party for her daughter. 
and, uh, and, that, and it was all rave. And I was like, well, yeah, it's great. And she said they were just the cheap frozen patties, too. You know, so if it, it turns just, a cheap frozen yep. burger into a good burger, you know it's good. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Lindsay, for helping me get through this ad read. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Your next door neighbor isn't going to be able to top that. Also, you throw potato chips at a police officer. <laughs> yes. It might come out a little bit better. Just say it. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meat, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace. All of their products are made in the USA. Fourth of July is coming up. You don't want to be eating something that's not made in the USA <laughs> on the Fourth of July. So not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl buy you blend the spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. John, we have a huge community news segment this week. All right, let's rock and roll with it. Let's just go ahead and go to the phones. Our first voicemail comes from our favorite Canadian and your sister, Jacqueline. Hey guys, it's Jacqueline. Um, it's going to be a quick one this week, uh, and of course it's going to be about King of Kong. Um, I hate that you got me to watch that because it just infuriated me the whole time. But I think the relationship that we're missing the most in dealing with is um, the, the relationship between their, their wives. If anything ever taught me that professional video game players get money, it's uh, Evelyn Mitchell, Billy Mitchell's wife. I know you saw her, and I know that you uh, noticed her. So (laughs) if if you haven't seen the documentary yet, then you should. Uh, The difference between Evelyn Mitchell and Nicole Weeby is amazing. And uh, (laughs) the fact, you know, it it just shows what kind of a person Billy Mitchell is. And he's the most punchable face on the planet. (laughs) Uh, I guess that's all I wanted to say. The rest of the show was also great, but uh, I'm kind of in a rush right now. So I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Yeah, I would just, uh, yeah, there was a huge difference between Nicole Weavey and what was her name? Evelyn Mitchell. Yeah. Nicole just came off like a sweetheart. Yeah. Like just a, seemed like such a yes. nice lady. Right. I bet she's a great mom. Just, yeah. you know, super nice lady. And Mitchell's wife, she, she's been leveled up a couple times, right? <laughs> Let's just admit it. I think that's what Jacqueline was referring to. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She's been leveled up a couple times. I tell you what, I mean, uh, I, you know, Billy, yeah, I guess good for him. I would be worried if. If I did something like that, uh, she might enable a cheat code or something. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, she's cheating on him one hundred percent. I already know that, right? Yeah, she's just keeping her around for the Ricky's famous hot sauce. Why is this hot sauce named Ricky's too? I need to get an explanation for that. I don't know. Why is it not Billy's famous hot sauce? And have him on there with his American flag 
tie my thumbs up. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's go to our next one. Hey, did you know that the Patriots changed their name? They're now called the Deflatriots. Wanted to tell you that. Because they're cheaters. And they deflate them. Dang ball. <laughs> they're cheaters. Bye. Thanks, Nate. Uh, so, with a very relevant joke, as always. He's still mad about the Patriots. <laughs> okay. I give it to him. Yeah. I'm still mad at Tennessee for turning us in for cheap. So, that's fine. <laughs> I understand. Like, it's in the sports world, you can't let a grudge go. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> All right. Next. Hey, y'all. This is Thomas. Uh, calling to tell y'all a story about... Um, a bank robbery. Uh, you guys told a story on your last podcast about about a strange bank robbery, and I was sort of a witness to a uh, bank robbery robbery up in Huntsville. Uh, I was working up there, left the office early at about four o'clock uh, to head over to meet a customer at a local establishment, and um, there was a small bank downstairs in the building that I worked in. And it wasn't really a bank; it was more of like a business bank. They didn't have any tellers in there. Uh, so when I left the office, there was a guy that came up to me and he was wearing these uh, like bright orange vests, like what you see a, uh, a worker, road worker wearing. And uh, he came up to me and uh, he said, I need to use your phone. And uh, I was a little taken aback and I was in a hurry and I just said, I left me, I don't have a phone on me and I uh, didn't think much of it, drove off and when I was driving off I saw that he had uh, found the FedEx driver who was making a delivery and was talking to her and I saw her give this guy the phone. So just went about my business, went over to the uh, to meet my buddy and um, sitting there and about 30 minutes later I got a phone call uh, from someone who worked at the bank across the street. Uh, he said, hey, you know, I talked to the guy over at the other bank and he said that you were talking to this guy in the parking lot and we wanted to know what he was saying. I said, well, he just asked me for my phone and I told him I didn't have one. That was it. So anyway, he said, well, he came over here and robbed us. So that's weird. He said, yeah, they tried, he tried to rob the bank across the street. He went in there and there was no teller and he got confused and he walked out and he walked over here and held us up. That's weird. I'm glad I guess I, I didn't give him my phone. So a few days later, I got a call from the FBI, which was a little uh, little strange and unnerving. And uh, they asked me a bunch of questions. But it turns out the guy used the FedEx lady's phone to call the police and to, I guess, throw throw them off the scent. And uh, he said that there was a bank robbery going, going on across town. And uh, I guess he figured that was going to you know, clear the police uh, out of the way so he could go about his business without getting caught. And so I thought that was hilarious. Uh, he did get caught. He had been involved in other bank robberies. And uh, at the end, the strangest thing is at the end of the uh, call with the FBI, she kind of wrapped up all the questions and she said, "Well, I, I need to get your uh, I need to get your social security number." And I was thinking to myself, "I'm not giving anybody my social security number." <laughs> Uh, and then I thought to myself, well, this is the FBI. They probably. All right. Hold on. <laughs> he called back. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, uh, if you're the FBI, yeah, you, you should can, have this you information. Can get, you can get my social security number. Yes. 
Yeah, I think I got cut off on my earlier message. So I was talking about the lady, it was the FBI lady calling and she, you know, got done asking me all her questions and then she asked me for my social security number. And at first I thought, well, I'm not giving this lady my social security number. And then I said on second thought, you know, this is the FBI, they probably already have my social security number and if I put up a fight, they may find some skeletons in my closet that I didn't even know I had. So I just went ahead and folded and gave her my social security number, which uh, maybe I shouldn't have done. But anyway, I really enjoy the show, guys. Uh, I've known John for a long time. Uh, he's one of the best guys out there I know. Uh, definitely one of the good guys. I enjoy listening to y'all. Um, and uh, y'all keep up the good work. Thanks. All right. Yes. That is a fantastic yeah. story. Can we clip the last part of him saying that I'm one of the best guys around? <laughs> yes. Somehow it make that part of our audio bank that we can use at any time. Right. <laughs> this is a wild story. John wouldn't give his son a blood transfusion. Sweet. John's one of the best guys I know. <laughs> Fun fact, and I, you know, Thomas and I, neither one did this on purpose. But my son is named Thomas, and he's named Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I'm John, and his son's named John. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that I didn't even consider Thomas as a name until I worked with Thomas. How about that? So There you go. Yeah. But I have thought my grandfather's named Thomas and all that. So. But you didn't, wouldn't name him after your grandpa. <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. until you started working with Well, that's when it dawned on me. I was, like, Thomas. <laughs> I was like, that'd be a really great name for a kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, maybe he'll turn out to be cool like Thomas. Mm-hmm. So far, and I can sell, out on, Tom, on my Thomas. <laughs> and, I can, and I can sell this name to my wife because I got a grandpa named Thomas. Well, and her grandfather's name is Thomas, too. Okay, well, there yeah. you go, yeah. Yeah, Thomas, my Thomas is named after, like, all of our grandfathers. His okay. middle name and everything, so. And a dude you worked with. And a guy I worked with. <laughs> there you go. He's a really awesome dude. <laughs> all right, and last one. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm from that. I just listened to your bonus podcast. Um, the Jim Kong that is absolutely the most amazing podcast you have done yet. I have I've always loved the documentary. In fact, is that when I watched that movie, I was with somebody and she told me like this kind of movie we're watching, we're breaking up, and she just walked out. Nice. Well, thank you, Dapper Man and John. Whatever. What's your What's the worst movie and why that you've ever seen? But I don't know. Like <laughs> that's a tough question. You've seen some really bad ones. <laughs> well, like. I can't do like, you know, Big Booty Freaks number 13 or anything. <laughs> it just didn't have the heart and soul that 12 had. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, <laughs> I can't use that one. <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, because I'm not like a movie guy. Right. Like, even movies that are bad, I'm just like, oh, it's entertaining, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I really didn't like... I'm, I've only watched, like, one Star Trek, Star Trek movie. <laughs> right. And I didn't really like it, but I don't even remember which one it was. Uh-huh. And it was just like... I didn't understand. Like, why is this guy got like a butt thing going on on his head? And, <laughs> well, you know. even Star Trek fans will admit that uh, was it the first six Star Trek movies. There were some that were not that great in there. Yeah, but so. and I don't even remember how I ended up watching it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, but that would that was what popped in my head. I'd have to give it some more thought. Right. Now my question for Dapper here, Dapper Dan, <laughs> is uh, is he is are you like Floridian or are you from like another country and moved in because I'm picking up hints of a non-Florida accent. I think he's got a blended accent okay. there. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I wanted to know. Um, but we're buddies on Facebook so I could probably ask him that on Facebook. But yeah. I won't forget it beyond or I'll forget about it as soon as we cl- click the off button on this podcast. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I would say Star Trek. What's your least favorite movie? Well, Dapper Man didn't ask me, okay. but yeah. since you're asking me, well, I was thinking maybe you could, like spurn something <laughs> in my head. I would say the worst film I ever saw was Exorcist Two: The Heretic. It okay. was a, a terrible movie. All right, had almost nothing to do with the original. It was a bad script. It was bad acting. Hmm. And that's, I mean, it had, it had James Earl Jones in it. You oh. really gotta mess up a movie to <laughs> cast James Earl Jones in your film and, and still work. end up a steaming heap of trash. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Well, we got any other calls? That's it. What's your all-time favorite movie? Oh, man. My all-time favorite movie. Mm. I don't know. If anyone that goes to Sunday school with me is listening to this, I'm going to say Passion of the Christ. <laughs> but <laughs> I've never seen Passion of the Christ, by the way. Are you serious? Yeah, no, no. Dude, we need to have an altar call when we I, finish this I read the podcast. book. I, I read the book. Man, I don't need to see the movie. I read the book. I read all four of them. <laughs> right, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, yeah. you know, like on an Easter Sunday montage or whatever. I got the gist of it. I'll just say that much. <laughs> I will say this. I was a, uh, man, I'm a sucker for The Matrix. Okay. That was a lot of fun. I don't know if I can say that's the best one ever, but... Yeah. The Matrix for me is a movie that is still to this day very relevant and it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie of all times, Big Booty Freaks number 11. <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's the Blues Brothers. I love the Blues Brothers. The <laughs> original Blues that's Brothers. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, and that is Carrie Fisher's greatest movie. Yeah. People are always like talking about her in Star Wars and all those nerd stuff, but mm-hmm. until you've seen her shooting a... M16 in a tunnel, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just really don't know how hot she is. You know what? We, we've also got a review, but I'm just going to go ahead and push that till next week. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, we'll leave that one out there. Thank you for the review, though, and everyone else should probably join the forces with this person. <laughs> yes. And maybe get together and learn how to get a review done. Because um, <laughs> apparently it's too complex of a project for most people to do. Maybe just like make a commitment to yourself and the podcast this week during lunch while you're eating lunch one day mm-hmm. just shoot us a review out you know <laughs> or just pause the podcast right here yeah and you know what you can listen to the rest of it yeah. <laughs> you leave your review <laughs> if you're driving maybe don't leave a review while you're driving yeah. wait till you get to your destination
John, I don't know about you, but I would like to thank all of our patrons for supporting what we do here at Earth Oddity Podcast. Yeah, I want to thank them. But I would like to send out a special thank you to those who donate at the $10 or above tier. And they are Mr. J.D. Westfall, McWheel, Ms. Jackie B., Chris Tipton, Derek Reeves, Daniel Hendrick, Todd Glover, Tyler Bond, Sharon Craig, The Dapper Man, Thomas Williams, Sherry Heron, and Mr. James White. We can honestly, we cannot thank you enough for supporting what we do, and we really appreciate it because it's 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 everyone and y'all in particular yeah. that allow us to continue to do this show and to try to grow this show and to even go after people and try to get reviews with interesting folks like uh, Steve Steve Weeby, and we've also got some other interviews coming up too. So oh, all right, got a lot of irons in the fire, and it's because of you guys. We thank you so much. I won't participate in a Billy Mitchell interview. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. Well, he's yes, a little bit of rumblings about trying to get Billy on the podcast. I will not participate. He's a fraud, and I will not legitimize him. Well, he hasn't responded to okay. anything yet. But I'm telling you, I think that would be hilarious as well. If y'all got into like a nerd fight on the show, <laughs> started calling each other names. Email his wife. You know, ask her, her like email address, probably like sweater cannons, one, two, three at gmail.com. You know? <laughs> oh, mercy. Well, if you're one of those people who cannot, for whatever reason, donate to the show, I, I get it. There's a lot of you out there. Times are tough. But sure. one thing that you could do, it would really make our day, is just tell one other person about the show. Just if you can get one more set of ears listening to this, then... That means of the world. You yeah, that's a that's an immeasurable gift that you could give us. Yes, and it won't cost you a penny. No, unless you have to it. bribe this person right. to listen to the show. Yes. <laughs> right. But just imagine this. If you're telling somebody about the podcast, it's going to be 100% less awkward than telling somebody about Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> yes. you know? And then we'll tell that person about Jesus yeah, Christ. Right. Yeah. There'll and we'll tell Jesus, of Jesus in here. <laughs> and and we'll tell Jesus to give you the credit. That's right. So yeah. this is your easy way out That's right. of not you're, having to minister to your neighbor. You'll get a jewel in your crown. <laughs> yeah. What well, yes. a Yeah. Well, you know, if you got that friend or coworker who thinks all Baptists are weirdos. <laughs> yeah. You know, we might be the guys that let them know that some of us aren't, yeah. or we're weird in a different way. That's probably the better <laughs> way to put it. Worldly weird. Yeah. We're, we're just weird in a different way. Yes. You know, in it, not of it type stuff. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> well, with that said, now that we've tried to alleviate everyone's guilt for That's not right. witnessing to their That's neighbor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're not carrying out the Great Commission, but you can at least carry it out for our body. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mercy. Well, you got anything else? No, that's it, man. I think we've done enough damage. I think I've probably offended enough people for this episode. (laughs) Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, we're on them all. Yeah. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmill.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we're on Twitter. We, yeah, we are. are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. 
Occasionally we post show art. A lot of hero talk about <laughs> the show art this week. I and mean, a ton of comments on this thing. And occasionally John might even post a picture of a impromptu interview session That's that right. we did. Yeah. You I never mean, know. This is a big week on Instagram. <laughs> really you're was. not following our Instagram. I mean you're missing out. You're missing out. It was a huge week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of scuttlebutt among our fans <laughs> talking about how I needed a medal. So that's uh, <laughs> underscore Earth Oddity. You can also call the show. That's right. <laughs> we have a phone number. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Friends Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.